0: Test, 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 test. one, two, can
1: you hear me? One, two. Hey, Confessionista, it's Harper, and we have a big headline today. The next Mercury retrograde starts on August 23rd, 2023. How does that make you feel? For Jen and I, we are already preparing our coping strategies and self-care go kits. Now, plenty of folks think Mercury Retrograde is, as Jen says, hocus pocus, but we're here to offer our experience. And at the end of this episode, I'll share my interview with Donna Flood of Unwrap Your Soul, who really helped us better understand why we feel like we're losing our minds each time Mercury does the backwards dance. In this episode, I also share a classic story about how Mercury Retrograde did me in one time and ended with me setting up a tent in our family room in the middle of the night. Communication can be tricky for some during this planetary phase, and if you're like me and words are your whole lifeline, the results can be dramatic. So overly dramatic, really, that the resulting story becomes a favorite funny story. I'm normally pretty level-headed with occasional forays into high-intensity emotion that feel very out of character and make me wonder what is wrong with me. When Jen taught me about Mercury retrograde, I started noticing some patterns in my emotional spikes And then I met Donna, who helped us both understand why these moments may be connected to the planets and how to manage and take care of ourselves when we feel out of balance. I found it so helpful, and we hope you do too. If nothing else, you'll have a great laugh at my tent story. Actually, if you could share your Mercury retrograde madness stories, that would make me feel better about it all. You can email us at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs, Salon Confessions Podcast, or reach out to me directly on Instagram at harperhasnicenails. We hope you enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think. Hey all welcome back. It is Jen and Harper. We are back in the confessional, Jen's nail studio, and uh, I am getting my nails done for the first time in kind of a while because I was sick and you were gone. And the last time you did my nails, it was amazing. Like I didn't even have a chip. And honestly, I think it's been three or four weeks. It was amazing. You're an incredibly talented professional. So kudos to you about that. Thank um, you. So we are back in the confessional. And um, what are we going to talk about today, Jen?
0: I think we should talk about mercury retrograde. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did I tell you about retrograde? Like, was I the one yes. who introduced you to it? Yes. Okay.
1: I'd, so, I'd like heard the word, but I yeah. have no idea what it
0: meant. And I don't remember exactly, but I know it's happened with a couple other people too, that someone will be like, oh my God, everything is just out of control and this is happening and I'm emotional. And I'm like, oh, it's because is in retrograde. And of course, people look at me like I'm crazy. But at the end of the day, <laughs> um it, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We forgot the confession of the week, which I have something, but it's not that great. So do you have any? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I I I do,
1: but this is going to be commemorated forever. Um, Okay, so Jen is wearing this really cute shirt, and it's sort of lacy and pink, and um, her hair is curly and long, and so like some of her hair, some of your hair is like poking out through the lacy part of your shirt, (laughs) so it's caught my eye a few times, and I'm like, why does Jen have a hairy chest? What?
2: (laughs) never wearing that shirt again
0: it's just like that's that's what my husband's chest hair looks like for the record i do not have chest hair you don't at all at all but oh my Is it the shirt? Oh you're right. It's the shirt. It's not even your hair. It's like the little threads in the shirt. Okay. Well then you can at least I gotta do some trimming. (laughs) And not chest hair trimming, shirt trimming.
1: Okay. Uh, so that's my confession of the week, but maybe it's your confession.
0: Uh, that's now my confession too. <laughs> I have chest hair. No, I don't. Okay. No, you definitely do not. So back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled program <laughs> okay. discussing Mercury retrograde. Yes. So I don't completely understand it, but I'll give you the little understanding that I do have. Yes. So for the longest time, people said, oh, Mercury, the planet um, rotates backwards which then throws off the energy on other planets. I actually recently found out it doesn't actually ever go backwards. It just slows down. So when Mercury, the planet slows down, anyone who is super sensitive to energy. So some people right now are like, these two are nuts. I don't know what they're talking about. This is hocus pocus. Yeah. But Harper and I are both very sensitive to energy, sensitive to things around us. So we, actually pick up on these things because it does shift the feelings around you and causes all kinds of things so once it was finally explained to me that it just really slows down that actually makes way more sense yeah because if you're like me we're women we go 100 miles an hour we're trying to multitask we're juggling a whole bunch of things literally juggling So when the energy and the movement slows down, you can't continue to go at that pace and juggle all those things because the energy isn't there to hold them up. Yeah, Literally, it's not there to hold them up. So the few things I knew early on were, don't make any decisions, don't sign any contracts. And I thought, "Eh, yeah, okay, that's a little bit much. But I am here to tell you (laughs) over the last few years, because I've probably known about Mercury going into retrograde, I'll say for 10 years. I've not been in a situation where I've like made a decision and my life has fallen apart, but I have noticed that my life can get really chaotic. And oddly, when I know retrograde is coming, it's like I'm mentally prepared and I can avoid a disaster. Um, In past, like last year, for example, I was not paying attention. There was three retrogrades, two of the three almost were the end of my relationship because I <laughs> oh, God. lose my shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even can tell like I am out of control and I can't stop yeah. this path that I'm on. And literally like I can see it. I know what's happening mm-hmm. and I can't stop the train wreck. Mm-hmm. So this year I went into my calendar and I put one week in advance retrograde starts in a week so that I can be mentally prepared. So when I start to feel myself getting ready to lose it, I can stop before the train completely derails and then there is no turning back. But I find myself, and I was also told recently that people who are very sensitive are affected even up to two weeks in advance because things are starting to Mm -hmm. shift. And I I should have put that warning two weeks in (laughs) advance, but I can see it. I start to get more emotional Um, So now I just use it as a time to force myself to slow down a little bit. Like, okay, we're in this phase and it's okay to not get as much done. You know, it'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there next week. Obviously, if there's a pressing deadline, it has to be done. But there's plenty of other things that can just wait. Yes. And I'm happy to say this is our second. Isn't this the second one this year? Yes. And there's two more because lucky us we get four this year. Because the
1: first one like sort of was bleeding in from last year
0: yes and it was right around the turn of the new year do i have to it wasn't it was after but it close. was but yes, it was yes, 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 like yes, right there. at the beginning um so anyways uh it's crazy and awareness is great yes um if you're into astrology and different things you might know something we don't know we'd love to hear about it Yes, salon <laughs> confessions podcast at gmail.com yeah because you know, we're just going with the flow, but trying to figure it out as we go. And it's so nice when you can talk to someone else to know like, oh my gosh, this happened yeah. to you too? Oh, okay, so I'm not crazy. Well, maybe I am crazy, but we can be crazy together. We can be aware and sensitive, very energetically go. connected. It also appears that people who are born during a retrograde do not appear to be affected as much mm-hmm. by retrograde. Based on that, I did some research and found out I was born the day after it stopped. Oh, So, like, when Mercury went back to its normal, Yeah, I'm very affected by Mercury retrograde. Uh, I may be affected by other planets going into retrograde, and I'm not aware of that yet, but Mercury for sure, and it's very well, you know, documented, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about it more so than other planets, but... Well, it's the shortest orbit, too. oh, and
1: maybe that's why. But my understanding is that all planets have a retrograde. Yes, yes. And it's based on, like, how they orbit as a, as compared to how the Earth orbits and how all of that aligns. I don't really know enough about it. Yeah. All I know is once you awakened me to... <laughs> there's a thing, and it's Mercury retrograde. I was like, yeah, that's a thing, but what is it? And now it makes things make more sense.
0: Okay. That's good. Cause I thought you were going to be like, why did you ever tell me this? My life has gone to hell. No. <laughs> I think I, awareness is key. Definitely. Awareness and key. I'm all about
1: trying to figure out, you know, I'll take different assessments and figure out You know, what's my Enneagram. What are my top five strengths? What's my Myers-Briggs? And I, I just think none of it is a hundred percent truth, but also a lot of it gives you insight into i hadn't really thought about myself that way and so i am very sensitive i am energetically connected i'm actually more of an amplifier than a receiver and so i think that is why mercury retrograde really you know like can impact me sometimes because i'm just going to amplify and get louder my energy just gets super loud and people are going to react to that around me and it turns out the reaction is often moving away which is exactly the opposite of what i usually need oh should i give you an example
0: this is i'm intrigued yes okay
1: okay so um around the turn of the year The holidays were really hard for me. I was very like emotional. There was like, there was a lot of grief for me for a lot of different reasons. Um, And I was in very much survival mode. And so my emotional survival mode place is super codependent. And I get really into this. I'm just going to take care of everything. And I'm not going to ask anything from anybody because they're not going to do it right anyway. And I just really dig into... um, Saving everybody
0: and everything except myself. So you focus on saving everyone else to not focus on what's going on with you. That's a good question. <laughs> I should explore that more. Yeah. I should really unpack that a bit because <laughs> that's kind of what I'm hearing. Like rather than deal Probably. with your own shit, you're Probably. gonna focus.
2: On,
1: I Probably,
0: know. but I think it's
1: because I'm usually aware. Like you said, you mm-hmm. know, you can see it happening, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm usually aware that I'm doing it, but. I'm sort of
0: surviving and I can't, I can't think my way through it. Right. So, so so the easiest thing to do is focus on other people. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I'm going to go so far as to say when I'm telling you I'm coming unraveled, like the last um, retrograde, Mercury retrograde, I got caught up in my head. And normally, like if my husband and I are arguing, sometimes the best thing to do is like you just need to leave each other alone. Yeah, I tried to lay down. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't. I just couldn't let it go. Like I was coming unglued. Yes, exactly. And I could see it. Yes, and it was. I knew it was me, but I couldn't seem to take care of me. So then I was just projecting it all onto him. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm sure at this moment he thought I was a crazy person, but you know he knew who he was marrying. So I know, not like he wasn't forewarned. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hiding it; it's been out there, yeah, loud and proud.
1: And when I'm in an escalated place and I'm not well, um, my husband loves me, but our agreement is if you need help, you have to ask for it. That is our agreement. That is the agreement that I made him make with me before we got married because I didn't want either of us feeling like I have to come to your rescue every time you're upset. Okay. And that holds us accountable to if I need to get therapy or if I need something from you, it's my job to ask for it. Okay. But when I'm all in my escalated place, that's really hard to do. And, And that's what I mean. Like my energy gets amplified. So then I'm stressed out and I'm frustrated and I'm winding up because I'm still going at the regular pace that I go. And, but to your point, like Mercury retrograde slows everything down. And so I'm out of tempo and out of sync.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that is intensive energy that is really hard to come close to. And like you said, Sometimes you just need to take a break and walk away because, you know, you can't do anything about it for them. They're in a space. I do the same thing with my husband and and with people that I know, like, I just want to give them the space to be where they're at, which is totally fair and totally good. And it is great, you know, interpersonal skill sets, except when you're the person who's being walked away from. really in a space where you need help and you don't know how to ask for it. (laughs) Uh So it's the first week of the year and um, again, I'd been kind of through it in the holidays, but I was really hopeful about the new year and uh, my son gets sick and we weren't sure if it was COVID and there was, you know, just like a lot of scary things about what was going on. And because the um, COVID spike was so strong you, it it was like a three-day wait to get a COVID test. It was ridiculous. Or it was $200 to get a COVID test. And so um, my son is sick. He's with us. And I've got him basically quarantined in his room. And he he comes down one night and he's like, Mom, can I just be down here for a little while? And I was like, okay, go over there. You know, go, go sit on the couch. And my husband comes home and he's like freaked out that, um, He's sitting on the couch, and he was like, he should be quarantined in his room. I was like, I'm doing the best that I can. And I said, can you help him take an at-home test? Because we had a couple. And he's all huffy, and, you know, he's freaked out. Like, who hasn't been freaked out about COVID? And what I was asking for is, I need help because I'm really stressed out about this. But I didn't ask for help that way. I said, can you just give him the at-home test? And, um, and so he did, but it didn't work. And then basically he was just like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. And all of that on a normal everyday conversation, I would have been like, okay, we'll figure it out. It's not that big of a deal, you know, like he's low risk. None of this would have been a big deal, but at the time it was a very big deal. It was a very big deal. And the next morning, um, I kept my son home from school because we still didn't know if his COVID was going to be positive or not. So I go looking for a place to get his COVID test, and there's literally nothing that I can get into anywhere. But there was a walk-in site that we had gone to many times before, um, even just two weeks before, at the airport. So I said, okay, get in the car. We're going to go to the airport and get you tested. So we get in the car. We drive to the airport. We walk in. And um, the guy walks up to us and he's like, do you have an appointment? And I said, no, this is a walk-in site. And he said, well, it's not anymore. The fire marshal came because the current spike is so high that the um, fire marshal had to close us down for walk-in appointments. So he's telling me I still can't get a test for my son. And I literally burst into tears. I burst into tears. My son's looking at me, this guy's looking at me. He's like, I can't help you lady. I'm like, "I."
0: And now he's thinking, I really can't help you because you're losing your shit. Not only can I not give you a test, but you're crazy. Yeah. And, you know, my son can't figure out
1: why I'm so upset about all this. So I call his school because they had given us some at-home tests, but we had used them. And I said, can I please? And I'm trying really hard not to just be like sobbing on the phone, but I'm clearly in distress. Fortunately, the school nurse took pity on me. She's like, yes i will put some i'll put a testing kit in the office and you can come and pick it up i was like thank you (laughs) (laughs) so it's negative he never had covid it was fine so that was good but i was so upset at this point i've been through it and i wasn't in a really good place to start out with so i've been through it and my husband did not help me right? He was not my knight in shining armor. He didn't like come and try to fix everything for me. And I just, I was just in a state and it wasn't about my husband at all. It was just, I couldn't Speak to what I really needed, and I was really suffering.
0: Well, my guess is you didn't even know what you needed. If your experience is similar to mine, yes, things are out of control, yes, and you don't even know. Like we are normally very articulate people; we know what we want, we know how we feel, we know how to fix everything. Yes, in that moment, you're not in your right mind. Nothing is right, but you don't even know how to ask for the help because you don't know what's wrong and you don't know how to fix it. Yes. Exactly right. Madness. And to be somebody who is a
1: really I've been told like I'm I'm a technical communicator. I use my words very precisely in personal life and in work. And so to lose your words when that's like your lifeline and that's how you interact with the world, I felt like I was drowning. I go and lay down on the couch and it's mid afternoon and my, my son has gone back to his dad's for the weekend, thankfully. Cause I was like, I had no idea how to take care of anybody, much less my son. So he went back to his dad's and, and he was still kind of sick, but I just laid down on the couch and I was like checked out and I turned on the TV and it, it gets to evening. And my husband comes up from his office in the basement and he's like, okay, I'm going for a workout. Hmm you know how you do right like you're not really talking Mm -hmm. and so he goes for his workout i'm still on the couch i literally have not moved he comes back an hour later he's like hey love can i make you something to eat i was like no i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) which anybody listening knows exactly what that means and if you don't i don't know what rock you've been living under truthfully like literally that's how i said it no i'm fine uh,
0: have i ever told you what fine was described as to me no okay let me see if i can get this right um fucked up insane neurotic <laughs> and exhausted <laughs> yes that that about sums it up yes. right yes yeah. exactly i was not fine i was
1: i was less fine than i even thought i was and i didn't think i was fine but i was actually even less fine and so my husband god bless him because we have this agreement like if if either one of us is in you distress, have to ask it's it's my responsibility to ask for the help and support that i need if and, i have not done not that, asking
0: you're just saying i'm fine
1: i can't blame you if right. you you're not a mind reader it's yeah. not your fault if i haven't asked you for what i need it is not your fault however <laughs> today everything is your fault (laughs) however in that moment knowing that i had said no i'm fine and it was very clear that i was not fine um it was instantly he did the right thing and he left he Mm -hmm. went and he went up to our bedroom and he like tucked in he's like
0: okay she's in her space she Mm -hmm. needs her space i'm gonna leave her alone I'm going to leave her alone. And that's better for both of us. Right. It was, I'm going to stay the hell away from yes, her. Totally. Totally. Which, like I
1: said, you know, I'm vibrating at this like frenetic megahertz and it's repellent, right? It, it. He doesn't want to be around that energy because that's terrifying. And I don't want to be around my own energy. So I sit on the couch and I'm just like, I cannot believe he left. I cannot believe he's not coming down to check on me.
0: Whole a- after thing. you just got done yes. turning him away and saying I'm fine. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. And truly, like, this is
1: not how we operate. It just really isn't. I'm, and I, I'm shocked. There was I a know about. corner of my mind that I was like, this is not who I want to be in this marriage. And this is not how I want to be in my life. And I was sort of like laughing at myself in this distant corner of my brain, like something is really not, not right. But the night wears on, I don't get any better. In fact, I get worse. Leave that one. Leave this one. Okay. Um, in fact I get worse and now I have nowhere to put any of this energy except For the one person in my life who has been there for me a thousand percent of the time, who always helps pick me up when I'm the lowest of the low, he's like my rock, my husband. Um, And he's in the house, so he is now getting all of my emotional output psychically. I don't know what he was feeling at the time. All I know is he was to blame for everything. And my brain was just on a tirade. And like I said, I couldn't slow it down. I couldn't stop it. It just was like reaching beyond me and i have really good coping skills i am a superpower coping skills i've learned them you know I, I did my breathing i did some writing i shut it all down i listened to music i went back to breathing i was trying every single thing that i knew i was separating myself from my thoughts everything nothing was working it was just spinning faster and faster and faster so i watch a movie i'm spinning i watch another movie i'm spinning Finally, I could not even stand being around myself and I was like, I need to get out of my body. Like I need to get out of this house. No, that's not safe. It's two o'clock in the morning. That's probably not a good decision, even if I haven't been drinking, which I hadn't.
2: Well,
0: thank God, if I know I
1: added alcohol to this mix. And you'd ooh. think like that would be a normal time for people to plug into a coping mechanism like alcohol, but no, I, there was no there was nothing. So finally, I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to go into the basement and I'm going to pull out one of our camping tents and I'm going to pitch the tent right here in the living room. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Wow. Yes. Okay. So what, what I'm finding astonishing about this is that I know your husband sleeps like a rock, and he's not even waking up to a tornado. But this sort of behavior would be something you you would expect to be getting a reaction from, and I know you're not going to get the reaction you're expecting because he's dead to the world. Yes, absolutely. you know, I'm I'm sad for you, but I feel better because I think you're worse than me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like it only happens... Very rarely. Three or four times a year during
1: Mercury retrograde. So I go downstairs and I'm digging through all of our camping gear in the basement. I can't find the tent. I come back upstairs and I was like, okay, well, that was a ridiculous idea anyway, so just screw it. I sit back down on the couch and I'm still vibrating. And I was like, nope, I got to go find the tent. So I go back downstairs, still can't find the tent. I was like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. I just need to deal with this. I'm going to be up all night, but I just got to work through it. And I go back upstairs. I'm still vibrating at this mega frequency. And I was like, I have got to find this tent. I have to. I have to find that this was my lifeline at 2.30 in the morning. This tent was my lifeline. I finally find the blasted tent. I bring it upstairs. I set it up in the family room in front of the Christmas tree because it's just after Christmas, so the Christmas tree is still up. Set it up in front of the Christmas tree, pull up my yoga mat and a blanket from the couch and a throw pillow, and I tucked myself in, and instantaneously everything calmed down. Oh, interesting. As soon as I got into that tent, it was like I just needed a little blanket for it, you know? Okay. Sometimes right we back just. Back in
0: childhood, right? Okay. It,
1: it okay. was very, very childhood, you know, like let me just tuck myself away. I'm just. I'm hiding from everything, but it was a different environment and it was safe and it was cozy and it was calm and I could at least like kind of rest, you know, the spinning and the the mega vibrant, vibrating slowly, slowly, slowly just like eased.
0: I'm impressed you even had the skills to like pitch the tent by
1: yourself. Well, listen, we have two tents. Actually, we have three. Okay. And one of them, there's only two poles and it's really easy to put together. And the other two are really hard to put together. So that's why I kept going back down to the basement because I could have pulled up one of the other two. And I was like, no, that's just really hard. And I'm, Too much. Just, I'm, I'm not in a place to handle that as
0: well. <laughs> so I kept looking for the easy the one. The easy one. Okay. okay. Yes. And I'm assuming this is the kind that like stands by itself. It doesn't have to be. Right. You just hook down. the bowl. and Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah absolutely.
1: So, I'm wondering, like, okay, what's my husband's reaction going to be in the morning?
0: Uh, yeah, that
1: that's what I, <laughs> I want to know. Yes. Um, and I was curious as well because he had clearly abandoned me. Because you told him to. Because I told him I'm fine. fine. And um, so I'm kind of dozing, sleeping, and I hear him come down. And every morning he does the same thing. He comes down and he makes coffee and puts his... Coffee cups in the microwave to warm up the milk, and then makes this coffee. and And our family room and kitchen are combined, so you can't walk into the kitchen without seeing the family room and without seeing a
0: giant (laughs) (laughs) head. And so I thought, okay, trying to imagine, like you know how you like take a couple steps forward and then you take a step back and look like, yeah, fuck, okay,
1: exactly. So I figure, okay, he's going to see the tent and he's going to come right over because he's a beautiful human being who loves me very much. And I had total faith in that, which is why he took the brunt of all of my anger all day long. (laughs) Unbeknownst to him, he was sleeping like a baby. (laughs) He's going to come right over and he's going to be like, are you okay? What's going on? Let's talk. You know, this is what I'm imagining is going to happen. That is not what happened. (laughs) Instead... That's what I expected He just goes about making his coffee. And ah, he puts two cups in the microwave for like eight minutes. So I'm sitting there. Are you getting angry again? I was just confused. Okay. And sort of stressed out the longer (laughs) it went. I wasn't angry anymore, but I was like stressed out. Like, okay,
0: but does he not care? Like, maybe he's bad at me. You know what? I think he was fearing for his safety. That's (laughs) right. Very possibly. Very possibly.
1: So... He's, he finally gets his coffee all made, and he still has said nothing, and I'm I'm in the tent. I'm not saying anything. And finally, I hear him walking over, and he sits down on the couch next to the tent, and he's very tall, so I can't see his head. All I can see is are his really long legs and his hands holding his cups of coffee. He goes, hey, camper. Something a little bit ridiculous has happened. You think? <laughs> <laughs> that was not quite there. I was like, I know it's ridiculous. but Did I'm... you say a little bit ridiculous? A little ridiculous. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Now, it's a testament to how well he knows me that he wasn't like angry, he wasn't freaking out. He was like, okay, and this is where we're at today. <laughs> took it went with the flow. So he goes, Are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I was like, it's just safer in here. And he goes, No, but really, are you okay? And he's sort of like trying to make jokes and be funny and, you know, get me to giggle. And he's really good at that usually, but I was just not in that place. Now I was in a totally escalated state for what, 36 hours. So it was starting Thursday. This is now (laughs) Saturday morning.
3: This has been- You had to
1: be exhausted. I was exhausted, but I had not cried the entire time, except for that moment at the the testing center. (laughs) Otherwise I was super emotional, but I hadn't cried. So finally, after he heard me say like, it's just safer in here. And he knew that I was like, actually still in a pretty bad place. He climbs into the tent with me,
2: Aww. wraps me up in his arms.
1: And as soon as he did that, I just sobbed, Lost and it. Yeah. sobbed, and I let it all out. <laughs> and he just hugged me really tightly. Cause again, he's a beautiful human being who loves me very much. And that's what I needed. And he was totally present for it. And had I asked him for that the night before, we may not have ended up here. <laughs> But then I wouldn't be so entertained. (laughs) And then the next week I saw you and you were like, oh yeah, it's Mercury Retrograde. I was like, fuck me.
0: (laughs) Oh. Oh my God. I know. I have people that I now like. FYI, retrograde is starting because I, well, I had a client come in one time and she's separated, like forever separated, but her husband is not accepting the fact like this is over. Like he still thinks they're going to fix it. So she comes in and she's like, I don't know what was going on with me last week, but I was in tears. I was actually thinking about getting back together with him. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I was like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. Of course, she looks at me like I got four heads like what? So I'm like, well you know, Mercury slows down. And, and if you're really sensitive to energy and, you know, you'll pick, you'll pick up on this and it will cause problems. And she's like, are you kidding me? Now? I really think when I said Mercury retrograde, she thought I was nuts. Sure. But when I started describing it, it was exactly what yes. she had experienced. Yeah. So she's like, oh my God, thank you. At least there's an answer. So I just texted her like, Hey, FYI, Mercury retrograde is starting. Yes. And she's like, "Oh my god, it's I've been emotional all day. Thank yeah. you. I knew something was wrong." And she's like, and then later on I get a text like, "I just ate a bag of chips." You know, it's <laughs> like we're trying to do anything to calm all these yes. emotions because yes. a lot of times it is either overly emotional yes. or Like you were saying, vibrating on another level and not being able to do anything about it. Like you need to cry, but you can't cry. I can't find my words. I can't get a hold of all the madness that's going on. uh, Mercury retrograde is no joke. Some people get super energized. Like it charges them up. It affects everyone very differently. But if you are not familiar with this, but you find yourself (laughs) feeling a little out of sorts or pitching tense or something, (laughs) you might want to research because it's all over the internet. I mean, if you Google Mercury retrograde dates 2022, it'll give you the date it's going to start. It'll give you the date it's going to end. And it is no joke. For me personally, like I said before, if I know it's coming and I'm prepared, Things do not get out of hand. Yeah, If I don't know it's coming, it, it's a shitstorm, storm and yeah. I can't stop it. It's a wonder my husband hasn't left me because you know how they said when you're kids, you take it out on the people closest you to you. Do. Well, when you get to be our age, And a lot of times it's just you and your spouse because your kids are either at the other parents or they're already out of the house. That's a whole lot of togetherness. And these poor people (laughs) have to take the brunt of it. Okay, listen, we take a lot of their shit, too. Oh, God, yes. These are beautiful humans who are not perfect. Absolutely. And, I mean, how boring would life be without this entertainment? I know. (laughs) I mean, once they survive the storm, it's pretty damn funny when you think about it. Yes. I mean seriously their lives would be Mm -hmm. so boring Mm -hmm. if we didn't have all these levels we're very complex complex and that is very interesting to very dynamic
1: men who like adventure and you know they don't want a boring life they don't live boring (laughs) lives they don't want boring so they picked us and congratulations
0: to them (laughs) (laughs) hey he wanted you to camp he didn't, might not have been in the living That's room. exactly right. That is exactly
1: right. Every once in a while now, now, because now we laugh about the story. And so yeah, every once in a while, you know, one of us will say it like, hey, camper. <laughs> That's a good and one. And we just giggle. People have safe words. I and know. And you have. I hey know. Hey, camper. Hey, camper. Oh, my God. but But it is really like to know, okay, this is a time when I need to slow down. I'm not going to have the words that I feel like I normally have. I'm not going to be able to express myself Mm -hmm. like I normally can. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to give myself a lot of grace, take a lot of time, Mm -hmm. go to yoga, do some meditation, all of those things. Good call. So that's the other question is what's your self care? If you're energetically impacted by things like mercury retrograde, Mm -hmm. what is your self care? How do you take care of your well being during this time?
0: and to have the wherewithal to to know to stop recognize what's happening yes. and then go to your checklist okay i'm going to try the deep breathing i'm going to try meditation i'm going to try because i feel like when you get on that level and get going it's yeah. so hard to take a step back to go okay what can i do to change this now yes. in the example you just gave us those things didn't even work no but i was impressed as you were telling the story that you even thought to try them because i get so out of sorts i can't even calm myself down to do the deep breathing or to do any meditation because i am like too far gone yeah yeah so then what happens a lot of tears (laughs) yeah until i pretty much wear myself out yeah and that doesn't happen all the time but when it's horrible it is horrible yeah Um, and you don't recognize yourself. No, I'm literally like, who am I? And I love the self-awareness. I love it. I wish I would have had it, you know, 25, 30 years ago. I'd be in a better place. And I, when I think back about that, it's like, oh gosh, if I would have known this during this phase of life, all, you know, ABCDEFG, all these things would happen. Well, then of course it changes the whole projection of your entire life. So that's a wasted amount of time. But, um, And I almost have to like get super emotional to like drain it all out. Like When you said vibrating, like I get to that level and there's no stopping it unless I just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry, which sometimes is a good cleanse until I exhaust myself and then usually get some sleep. The next day I have like a whole mercury retrograde hangover. Yeah. But then at least it's like, okay, now I'm empty. Yes. Because I have nothing left. Now so you can I can truly slow down. Yes. Because I can't get to that level because I got nothing left to give. Yes. So I have a number of people that I check in on like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. There's other people that I will joke with because it doesn't affect them at all. My yeah. daughter's one of them. Yeah. Which I'm happy for her. But one of my cousins and I, very close, very much alike, and she sent a meme that was clearly already created, and it said something like fucking retrograde. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is my new theme. So there are more than just the three of us out there, there having this definitely, experience.
1: definitely, are. If people are creating memes. Yes. So what have we learned? Um, Mercury retrograde is a planetary alignment where Mercury appears to slow down and go
0: backwards. It appears to go backwards because it has slowed down yes there we go it does actually slow down it doesn't go backwards yes
1: and it can impact our energy it creates a slowness and a reflectiveness but also if you travel quickly most days it may be a little disorienting it
0: might be a lot disorienting
1: (laughs) and if you're in mercury retrograde and you don't know what else to do just pitch a tent in the living room (laughs) (laughs) all inside and don't come out until you've had a good cry
0: (laughs) and your husband comes to rescue you yes i love it yes i think that's how we got all right you can find us on the socials salon confessions podcast and you can get in touch with us at salon confessions podcast at gmail.com nailed it
1: Okay. So I have a huge bonus content treat for you today. I got to interview Donna Flood, a friend of a friend that has been studying and practicing evolutionary astrology for over 20 years. She's the founder of Unwrap Your Soul, and I promise you, you'll be glad you stayed to listen to what she has to say. First and foremost, she isn't a predictive astrologist. She doesn't tell people what's going to happen to them. That's really important to understanding what she has to share. I started out by asking her to help me understand her work a bit more can you start with just like remind me what unwrap your soul is and how long you've been doing this
3: absolutely uh i officially started unwrap your soul uh 2012 2013 around then
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and uh i i started studying astrology Back in 94 when my first daughter was born.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh she was born the first day of Leo. And I don't know anything about being a mom, let alone Leo's. <laughs> I, so I started to dig and then I it just snowballed into I studied evolutionary astrology. Oh. And it was really just a hobby for. years I did readings for friends and family and I kept studying I worked in health and fitness and taught nutrition and Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
3: then I went back to school spiritual psychology and I was still going to continue working in health and fitness and I just wanted to do everyone's I'm like well listen because I was doing counseling I'm like we can skip 10 sessions if I do a reading for you. So it, it parlayed into there. It really is having an astrology reading is really such a wonderful way to shine a light on who we are, who we were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows us to get a lot of information on our soul contract. The more we express these parts of ourselves, Mm-hmm. impersonally, we get to know our soul on a deeper level. So that's kind of the unwrapping the soul, we we really are here to participate in soul growth. So my business is all about the evolution of the soul. So I'm not, I'm not about predictive astrology and saying, Oh, next year, you'll get married, and then this is going to happen. It, it really is about let's work with these cycles. And let's Um, I, I want everyone to intimately get to know their soul on a deeper level because essentially we're all working from, we were born from spirit. So we're moving away from spirit, managing this physical world, learning to walk, talk and go to school, get a job, pay the bills. And then when we reach midlife, we get these great big, huge transits, soul transits between the ages of 42 and 62 Really heightened transits because at this point, we're moving away from the physical and back to the spiritual. And so, what I do is help navigate people through these soul growth changes, as well as tools on, um, you know, relinquishing ego and moving up the soul line. I love everything that you're talking about the soul contract.
1: And, you know, it's not what our soul is, the, the work is unwrapping your soul to align with that soul contract and finding your way forward. When you said the work between 42 and 62, I think women in this space that I talk to talk about, you know, I don't know what the physical thing is that's happening. I don't know if I hurt because of menopause, because of childhood trauma, because of undiagnosed ADHD, because of, you know, just a random pain, because I slept funny because I'm aging. And it's very confusing and, and it feels like it's hard to unlock sort of, how do I take the next step forward? And so what I hear from what you're saying is understanding yourself, digging into your, your soul work is really about helping reveal that path forward. What can I do to be in a healthy place, body, mind, soul? Now that I understood more about what Donna does and how she helps people, I had a few questions about Mercury retrograde and asked her to explain what it was exactly.
3: All planets essentially go retrograde.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And what does that
3: mean? I I sort
1: of have a sense of what that means, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So in your, in the podcast, you described it perfectly where it's not going backwards. It's actually slowing down. Mm -hmm. So when the earth is... Mercury's the fastest moving planet. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's traveling around the sun really quickly. And the Earth's normally behind it. But when it slows down, then the Earth goes forward. So it's like being in a train where um, the train beside you slows down and you're going it and it looks like it's going backwards, but it's not. Got it. Okay. The purpose of retrogrades is to pull us back. So when you think about it being pulled back, you get a wider view, a okay. greater perspective, right? So when we're going too fast, we, we we have a narrower view. And so think about it like driving a car. If you're going super fast and you've got to take a, you don't see that turn coming and you can wipe out. Yeah. But if you're going slower and you have a wider perspective, You can see it's coming up, you're greater prepared. So it gives us time to kind of tweak things and realign and uh, have a greater perspective rather than just kind of plowing through life. And if we can look at these transits, all transits, including retrogrades, are opportunities to realign our soul so that we can make an upgrade you cannot upgrade until you're realigned mm. right so think about going to the chiropractor we go to the chiropractor and sometimes i go and she says yeah come back with, after you've had two massages because i can't you're like yeah. you're fucked up yeah yeah <laughs> so sometimes a retrograde feels like that it's like yeah. oh okay oh i've got a what i've got to do some work Right and and sometimes I go in and it's like so easy and it feels good and then I have I just have so much more energy and I can go forward. So it it it's going to be what it's going to be then, right? Depending mm-hmm. on how what kind of state we're in, uh, because the planets retrograde and go forward, so they're already going forward. So they pass over certain degrees, then they come back for the second time. And then they go forward for the third time. Those three passes often feel like the first one feels like a little bit of a upset or a a wake up call, or we might even completely be in denial with it. The the second one is more about dismantling it and making adjustments and, and, you know, necessary improvements. Like that's where we're figuring we've, it's like, okay, this is happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then the third phase is where we're integrating it and we're actually um, moving forward with our upgrade. You know, we're, we're taking this, these new adjustments and going ahead. I mean, what you said there, like the
1: first one is sort of the upset and the wake up call. I think what continues to resonate with me whenever I re-listen to the story about the tent is I knew, I knew that I had made an agreement with my husband to ask for help when I need it and to not expect him to do that. I knew that that was true. And it felt very much like that agreement was being, my commitment to that agreement was being tested. You know, like it was that, that first, that upset, that wake up call, like, yeah, you made this agreement, but are you living it? Are you really, really committed to it? Because that might've felt really hard to say like, Hey, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling stressed. I just need, I need a hug. I need you to come and sit with me. Like I'm very upset and I didn't need much beyond just comfort. Right. But I didn't even ask for that. And so the, the, the mindset that I was in all night was, why isn't he coming to comfort me? Right. Because I knew that he knew that I wasn't feeling great, but I, I literally did not ask for what I needed. And that is our agreement. Mm -hmm. So it really brought that into focus for me that I do have to ask for it. That is what we you know, have as as an agreement in our partnership. And sometimes you get out of that. And where I wanted him to be was a little bit more in his empathy and compassion. And, you know, let me try to understand how you're feeling, because it's hard to
3: say that in that moment. Every transit we experience is an opportunity to up level. They're all about Little like a Mercury, the Mercury retrograde and full moons and new moons, they're all little opportunities to kind of sometimes it's just a little tweak we're making, and sometimes it's a bigger soul growth.
1: Now that I understood the idea of Mercury retrograde a bit better, I asked Donna a little bit more about the one we're about to enter on August 24th.
3: This Mercury retrograde is going to really tap into yourself intuitively your subconscious your dreams your psyche your imagination your creativity Mm -hmm. uh negatively is even if mercury weren't in retrograde but because it's in retrograde it even it has a heightened energy and it's in virgo um it can just give you fuzzy thinking you know perhaps going into negative thinking more so you just have to be careful the fuzzy thinking's okay it's it's like um we're frustrated with it in the real world, but the fuzzy thinking allows you to tap into your subconscious and your intuition. You can see, remember like looking at those paintings, uh, yes. This artwork where you look. And if you go, let your eyes go fuzzy, you yeah. see something else. So yep. it's kind of like that having mercury there. Okay. So how do we prepare then? Like, what should I be doing? Is this, you know,
1: like tending to self-care, you know, hitting the gym, eating well, those kinds
3: of things. Or are there other things? I mean, those things are always important. Yeah. Okay. So it depends. Uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about this mercury retrograde in, in particular mercury is the planet that rules gemini and virgo it rules our thoughts our left brain our communication uh transportation small appliances so communication includes the computers and the phones okay uh mercury is the roman name for the planet and the god but hermes is the greek name hermes is the messenger god and also the trickster. Uh-huh. So we have that's where that kind of energy comes in. that trickster energy Mercury wants when it's in retrograde, wants to trick us into doing things differently. Mm-hmm. Sometimes tr- that's the purpose of a trickster is to trick us into seeing the truth, you know and that where we need to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, when Mercury's in retrograde can bring us symbolic messages. so look for messages. One thing I didn't realize about Mercury
1: retrograde is that it isn't a static on off time. It actually goes through phases. So here, Donna, helped me understand some of the key dates for this upcoming retrograde.
3: This Mercury retrograde is retrograding from 21 degrees Virgo back to eight degrees. Okay. Okay, so it starts at 21, it goes back to eight, and then it goes forward again. Okay, so then it, it repeats through. <clears throat> So back in, it's going to go, this retrograde is going to go back to eight degrees, but on August 4th, it was at eight degrees. So that's a key date. Okay. Okay. Cause this is where, this is the point where it's going to station forward. Okay. Okay. Uh, so
1: so re- reflecting back on
3: August 4th, that gives us insight sort of where we're going a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I find when I have some deep soul stuff going on, like maybe once every few years, I get a Mercury retrograde that's impactful. Huh? And I look at those dates and it's like, yeah, stuff happens exactly on those dates. So then on August 23rd, it's going to reach 21 degrees and it will station retrograde. So that's the second key date. Okay. The third key date is when it's at midpoint. So it's retrograding back. And when it gets to its halfway point, it is going to connect with the sun. And that will be on September 6th. So Mercury and the sun will be in the same position. And then on September 15th, it will be at eight degrees again, and it'll station forward. Okay. Okay, and then there's the fifth date is September 30th, when it finally meets 21 degrees again. This this one in particular is in Virgo. So Virgo rules uh, our brain as well, but more analytical thinking. and, And with Mercury in retrograde, the shadow parts of it can bring up overwhelm and more anxiety, health issues, positively again it's about balancing the brain reminding us how powerful our thinking is and how important it is to have positive thinking and optimism okay. uh and not let our fears control us yeah. remember how powerful you know that mind body spirit connection is mm-hmm. And positive thinking, what are your go-tos for getting yourself into a positive thinking space? If I'm in a really tough spot, like, mm-hmm. a let's say going through the deepest, greatest challenge in my life, I, I go to affirmations and prayers. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, there's, because nothing, if, if you're, you know, for instance, if you've, you're grieving a great loss. You're very sad. So that's important. But other than that, anything that raises my vibration, being in nature uh, reminds lifts my spirits and allows me to open my heart and be more positive thinking, making sure, having a balance in my life, getting time alone, also getting social time, having fun, learning like all these things can help me. Jen and
1: I have talked a lot about how knowing Mercury retrograde is coming can help us prepare and it makes it easier. And so I asked Donna to give us some thoughts on what we can do to ease the potential
3: impact. You can go through a, a Mercury retrograde and and it's a crazy full moon and all this stuff, but you're in Tahiti on this beautiful vacation and it's awesome, Yeah. Right? yeah. But when you're experiencing Mercury retrograde, I find the hardest times are back to school with the kids or during holiday season because our schedules are so packed and so busy and so much going on that there's just more frustration at it if we can slow down with the planets it feels better and, and but it doesn't always work that way right yeah yeah you're, you're you've got kids you you've got these schedules so you're, you're not going to Tahiti <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> so so then what do you do yeah uh just I I do a lot of double checking you know just schedules write as much down as you can and um just I reconfirm appointments I reconfirm particularly like with my clients all over the time zones time zone times because that Can get mixed up. And, you know, if you're traveling, you want to make sure you have a carry on bag and you allow more time. If you're going to a meeting, give cushion time to traffic. These are good. See, the thing with Mercury retrograde is these frustrations happen. And Mm. then we, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got to do this. These are habits we would be helpful to have all the time. It's like brushing your teeth. Yep. Right. Yep. You got flossing. You're yep. like, oh, okay, if I floss every day, then the dentist is going to be better. Yeah. So to we sort of shortcut,
1: you know, oh, I don't have time to floss today. And then that builds up and builds up. And then all of a sudden like, oh, I've got a dentist appointment next week. I better floss every single
3: day and yep. get back into the good habits. The habits. So same with mercury. It reminds us to have clear communication on a, on a more spiritual level. It's about shifting from speaking so much to listening more Wow! and to, from, uh, you know, needing to be understood. Yep. Uh, shifting to under focusing on understanding others. So for instance, (laughs) good, that goes back to your camping thing. Right. Yep. So it's like that you felt frustrated because you weren't understood. Yep. Your husband wasn't reading you. Yeah. Uh, because we do have this humanness in us that wants everyone to. Well, well I wrote it there, even in an email. I, yeah. Somebody can read it and go, well, that's what you said. And I'm like, no. Okay. I guess I could have made it clearer. And same with reading. Yep. So it, it gives us all that opportunity to communicate better i think the biggest message of mercury retrograde is for us to shift from being so left brain focused to using our right brain we live in a left brain world of knowledge and facts and proof and schedules uh, and fast pace the right brain stuff is not really valued so that's imagination and creativity and intuition and, and that kind of feels to me like it goes with that understanding of others. Cause
1: there's quite a lot of creativity in, in the process of empathizing, you know, you have to sort of get out of yourself and, um, and imagine mm-hmm. what somebody else is going through, um, mm-hmm. which is absolutely
2: taking that. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then it's about balancing the brain. So when positively, when mercury's in retrograde, mm-hmm. Uh, are uh, this is a great time to tap into your right brain mm-hmm. to to be more creative, mm-hmm. to uh if you write, to journal, mm-hmm. to pay attention to your dreams yeah and and as I was saying, like understanding others, that's more of the empathy and the compassion, that part, rather than always being trying to get people to listen to you and understand you.
1: Yeah. As I listened to Donna, I started to sense that maybe I'd been giving Mercury Retrograde a bad rap. She was saying a lot of things about the opportunities this time can offer us. So I asked her what people get wrong about Mercury Retrograde.
3: So it's, it's like I, I want people to see Mercury Retrograde as, as um, something happening for me rather than something happening to me. A lot of people think it's just this nuisance that comes along. Yeah, And it's just going to make your life tricky mm-hmm.
0: and uncom
3: and miserable. It's like, oh, okay. It's kind of like, uh, uh, I love analogies. You, you, I'm, you, yeah. do, you probably do too. You're Gemini. So <laughs> I do. like going to the gym, you know, if you, if you don't go to the gym for two months, it's going to hurt if mm-hmm. you're not doing your stuff, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's, it's like, okay, you have to do the work to improve. Mm-hmm. So, Uh, and it's our ego that needs to know, well, what's it going to be like? And I get a lot of questions of I'm starting a business. Can I do it right now? I need to buy a car. I need to buy a phone, a laptop. I'm going on vacation. Can I sign a contract? Like all these things. um, Because Mercury does rule all these things. It's not ideal, but life is life. If you can avoid buying a car, I I would, that's a bigger purchase, but sometimes that's tricky too. It's like, I have to do it now. Right, right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so now I'm rethinking, like I've I've been sweating over the new roof and we have to pick a shingle color and I'm like, (laughs) should I just put this off for a few weeks? (laughs)
0: So the I don't forever is,
3: regret my shingle color choice. The thing is, is Mercury's in retrograde 20% of the time. And when you include the shadow period,
2: yep.
3: it's like almost half the time. So yeah. it, it's like, we have to do things. Reality is we have to do things. We don't want to get caught in these superstitions that I can't do this, that it's ruling my life. Mm-hmm. It's a bad day to make this decision. Right. So just with mercury, it's always about re so really reflect on it, re- renegotiate, re- you know, spend time, make sure you're clear, you I wouldn't want to make any sudden decisions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's fine to travel. It, it is, uh because actually, you're slowing down. So mm-hmm. may maybe, uh, and again, it's something we should always do is cushion time between connecting flights and be prepared for delays and have everything you need on your carry-on and i i know more people than ever in my life who've had lost bags in the last two months and it was not mercury retrograde right right yeah so it can happen anytime yeah so getting caught in the superstition of it that that part is probably the big thing But those 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 messages under the superstition, like double checking and packing a carry on and being flexible and being clear with communication, that's that's always good. I love what you said
1: about it's not something that's happening to me in that superstitious, you know. It's an unlucky time. It's more what's happening for me: rethinking, reflecting, renegotiating, double checking, opportunity to do the work, and um, and be open to what it what what it has to teach me. Right, what the whatever's happening is teaching me um, moving towards integration. This conversation with Donna opened me up to a whole new way of thinking about and experiencing mercury retrograde, not with superstition or fear, but as a checkup on my spiritual well-being. She recommended a meditation called the Metta Meditation, which is a loving-kindness meditation where you think of yourself and offer the phrases, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be safe, may I be at ease. Then you think of someone you'd love and offer these phrases toward them, may they be happy, may they be healthy. May they be safe, may they be at ease. Next, think of someone neutral like the coffee shop worker or your car mechanic and offer these words out to that person. Finally, think of someone difficult and offer them these same phrases. May they be happy, may they be healthy, may they be safe, may they be at ease. She said this is a meditation of compassion that can help us realign with our soul contract and upgrade into who we want to be I plan on adding this into my daily routine for the next few weeks. How about you? All in all, I'm so grateful for this time with Donna. Her energy is so kind and thoughtful. I think back on that night with my husband and the tent, and then I think of the many times since that I have said clearly what I needed, remembering the pain of keeping silent. That retrograde experience did help me upgrade, and it's made me a better partner. So I guess it did its job. Hope you enjoyed this episode and my interview with Donna. If you did, can you offer us some loving kindness, give us a review, or share a comment about what you learned and what you'll carry with you from this episode? You can find us on the socials at Salon Confessions Podcast or email us at Salon at gmail.com. This podcast is recorded in Jen's nail studio while she's doing my nails and produced and edited by me, Harper Hudson. You can connect with us on Instagram at HarperHasNiceNails nails and Jen takes confessions. Thank you so much for listening. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe and may you be at ease.